Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today we are going to dive into Ayurvedic routines for winter. So welcome to the last, well, if you're listening to this, I guess the week it comes out, welcome to the last week of 2020. Um, so I wanted to dive into this topic today uh, because the winter season is upon us now that the winter solstice has passed. And what are some of the practices Ayurveda recommends for you to do in the winter season? Uh, this is something that I already have kind of made that switch to. I actually am drinking bone broth as I record this. I love, I love bone broth. Um, and I actually had a few clients who I walked through, um, trying the fire and kettle brand. If you've never found a bone broth that you like to just drink, um, the fire and kettle brand is really good. It's a little expensive. Um, but I usually drink it maybe once a week, uh, besides making my own. And then um, it really helps kind of anytime I'm feeling like I'm coming down with something or I just need to kind of get my um, body just to kind of get hydrated or energized, bone broth is kind of my go-to. Uh, it just makes me feel good on the inside. And I've been feeling really just dry um, because, which we'll talk about in just a little bit, uh, of the winter season. Like my skin has been dry. I can feel internally I'm drying out. So having the bone broth kind of helps bring in some of that moisture inside my body. So that is one practice <laughs> that we'll talk about. But when we think about winter season, it's associated with a vata dosha. And that kind of means it's the scatteredness energy. It's cold, it's dry. It's a mobile, subtle, rough energy. And that's both um, internally and externally in your mind and in your body. And um, a lot of the times what we think that all is actually going on outside as well. So in mother nature, and we are, we are connected to mother nature. Um, and that's something that I know I've had forgotten for years. I grew up on a farm and I, I remembered that wisdom, um, because it's very seasonal when you live on a farm, the work that you're doing. And then when I went away, um, to college, I kind of forgot in a sense, um, because I wasn't on the farm. I wasn't, you know, having the fall harvest, the spring planting, you know, and the waiting in the winter. Um, and then I really just felt called back to it when I started studying Ayurveda. And that's kind of how I got interested in the seasonal aspect of Ayurveda is actually because of that. And that's why I like to teach um, seasonal wisdom because it does shift. And when I'm working with people, what I was finding was people's habits um, are great for maybe one season, but then the, the season switches and all of a sudden they had trouble sticking with a workout routine or um, they were eating cold, raw foods in the winter and they were having digestion issues. And so this is kind of where I started to dive into, okay, our, our habits need to change, you know, with the seasons. And so that's why I wanted to share a few of these habits today. So the first one that we're going to kind of talk about is going to sleep earlier. You know, the wintertime, it's darker, it's earlier. And, uh, you know, after the winter solstice, you know, our night's are getting a little bit shorter, you know, and our sun is coming up a little bit earlier, but still most of the winter season, it's still pretty dark and it's still early. Um, so embrace that time, put yourself to bed a little bit earlier. This is my keystone habit, which a keystone habit is kind of that main habit that trickles into all other habits that you have. So for myself, if I miss my bedtime, which I like to be in bed, usually upstairs in my bed around nine o'clock, because I will read for anywhere for 15 to 30 minutes, um, just depending on how, how tired I get. And then I'm, I'm asleep by nine 30. So with that, um, how can you make sure you're putting yourself to bed on time? And I've talked about this before, but it is such an important habit because if 
we go to bed, say we go to bed at 11. Actually, you know what I did? I will give an example from just um, a week ago. I stayed up until midnight and I tried to watch the two new Hallmark movies that were out um, a few weeks ago. And woofda, that next day I felt it. Like I just didn't feel as much um, energy. I just felt tired. My routines were off because I got up later. Um, I got up at eight. My son was already awake. I didn't have any stillness or quiet time for myself. Um, and it was like, I'm, I'm full on in mom mode. And that was something that I was like, okay, this is a great reminder. So sometimes we need that like setback in a way to remind us, oh yeah, these are why I practice these things because it does make me feel better. I do feel more energy um, when I am doing these simple things, um, you know, such as putting yourself to sleep earlier. Now, the next one is in the wintertime, having a morning routine. So that Vata Dosha, it responds really well to grounding, nourishing practices. So if you've been feeling a bit scattered or anxious, um, and maybe that you've consume too much mentally. Uh, a great way to start your day is with some grounding, which can look like meditation, journaling, a yoga practice, or even just walking outside. Um, you know, each day it could be slightly different, but if we're speaking about the Vata Dosha in particular, routines really help it stay grounded. So, um, you know, maybe one day you felt like meditation and then the next day you're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk outside. And then the next day it's yoga. Um, and you kind of keep switching it up, but you're not feeling any more grounded. Most likely it means, okay, I got to keep it the same every day and around the same time every day. Cause Vata doesn't always like routines, but it actually thrives when you put that Vata dosha on a routine. Um, so for myself right now, I have my routine. I have, um, some, some books that I'm reading. I'm actually reading Mary Oliver's Devotions poetry book. So I have that um, on my altar and I read a couple of poems every morning. I'm also reading Mark Nepo's. Um, oh, geez. Oh, it's the one that's the, it's the most famous one, Awakening. Oh man. Um, Awakening something. <laughs> it's the 20th anniversary of that book. So you might know it. Um, I'll try to put it in the show notes. And then I also have been journaling and then I do a, a meditation with the insight timer. And so those are my practices. And those are what I expect like every morning I've put myself on that routine. And then uh, we'll talk about movement. Actually, it's going to be its own little section in today's, um, in today's notes, but I will come back and circle back to the movement aspect because some people movement is great. Other people, you might already have that built into your routine and a different part of your time and a different part of your day. And that's totally fine as well. So what would your morning routine look like and how can you ground yourself down? Um, and then just kind of circling back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but the consumption, the mental consumption, because I think a lot of us have been feeling that and the stress because um, social media, news, it's all been in our face and it's pretty intense. So how can we mentally, um, you know, kind of shut ourselves down from that constant consumption because we can't digest it? You know, Ayurvedically speaking, it is not just what you're eating to digest. It's what you're consuming mentally with your eyes, um, with your five senses in particular. So if you're constantly consuming, it's hard for your body to process, you know, what's, what's your energy, what's someone else's energy? Um, how do you actually feel about something? Uh, are you being told like, this is how you th should think and you just get confused. So I'm going to have a podcast episode about that. Um, because I definitely see that coming, coming through a lot is that, that overconsumption and how can we process and digest things? So Next tip, sliding right into that next one, is about digestion. So your actual digestion with food. Now, the natural winter diet is high protein, high fat. 
So giving yourself permission to deeply enjoy three satisfying meals a day without snacking. Um, so trying to have just that, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever that might look like for you and really minimize the snacking all day. I like to do teas in between because that kind of helps, um, it shows me, A, I wasn't really that hungry because tea will usually do the trick. Um, and 80% of hunger pains are actually related to dehydration. So you won't be as prone to snacking and snacking on sugar if you keep yourself hydrated throughout the day. So maybe if you're thinking, oh, you know what, I really need um, a, a snack or I'm really, really hungry, but really maybe you haven't been drinking water because I know in the wintertime, sometimes water consumption goes down. So another tip along the digestion is making sure that you drink a big glass of room temperature water 15 to 20 minutes before you eat. And that helps activate your digestive juices. So um, room temperature is important because if you're having ice cold in the winter, if your body is already cold and it's cold outside, um, then you're really putting out that digestive fire. So if we think of our digestion as an actual burning fire, if you're dumping cold water on a fire, it go, you know the flames burn out. And that's the same with your digestion. If you're putting ice cold water on um, that burning flame, often it just fizzles. And I've had room temperature water now. I've been drinking that for, I think, six years. And I love it. I actually do not like ice cold water anymore, even in the summertime. Um, I really just crave that room temperature water. Uh, my husband, I still haven't gotten him on board with that. I do do that with my son. Occasionally, he'll ask for icy cold water from my, my husband. Um, but Again, for the most part, he's on the room temperature water and it does just kind of help with that digestion. Uh, try it out if you haven't tried it before. Just give it a shot and see, see what you think and see what you feel. You know, do it for a week and notice if you have any shifts. And then the last digestion tip um, for food is enjoying warm and cooked foods to aid in digestion. So opposites heal. And so if outside is cold and dry um, and you're eating cold and dry foods, that's going to usually back you up and it's going to lead to constipation because it's going to be very drying to the organs. And so trying to make sure your foods are cooked um, and they are warm, that will help keep the juices flowing. So those are the digestion, digestion tips for winter. Now, the next one is oiling up. So the winter time, again, skin gets dry inside and out. Uh, so oiling up the body called Abhinyanga in Ayurveda. And I do that. I personally do that daily to help hydrate my skin. I've made a moisturizer for my face and I love it. Like I put that on every morning when I come downstairs and it just gives my face um, just a brightness or a shine to it. Uh, I do the same with a lavender infused oil that I've made. I put that on my body and you just kind of do circular motions and just big circular motions. You can do it in your head as well, like up and massage your scalp. And that just helps move that lymph around so it doesn't get stuck and stagnant. It's calming to the nervous system. You can also do a little oil on your nose. It's called nausea oil. Um, and sesame oil totally does the trick, like the sesame oil you cook with. And just dabbing that a little bit underneath your nose. And that can help, um, you know, if you get that winter cold and you just feel really dry on your um, right underneath your nose. Now you can also use for your massage oil, sesame oil on your body. And that's a good universal oil during the winter time for all three doshas. So it's literally the sesame oil you cook with and you can just put, you know, a quarter size amount and just kind of massage up and down your legs. Um, you can try an infused oil like I did with the lavender. My lavender oil is infused with um, uh, almond oil, I think, or avocado. I think I used avocado oil. And I infused that for a month with lavender um, 
actual lavender flowers and then you drain it and then you just you just use that so that could be another way that you make a little lavender infused oil or whatever maybe you want to use rose petals it could be whatever type of oil you want um, but that would be a great way to incorporate that into your routine during the winter another idea sleep silence stillness so this is taught from kate stillman my teacher uh, my original teacher now five or six years ago and uh the winter time, you know, if we think about it, it's the time, the medicine that it's giving us are those three things, sleep, silence, stillness. But often in the Western world, we've pushed past that. You know, we haven't taken the time to do any of those things. Um, so making sure that you're getting that sleep that you need, you're practicing the silence by noticing in the mornings, the stillness. So those are kind of the ways to do it. I also like to do this in nature not sleeping, but the silence and the stillness. If you in the woods and it's very, it's very um, quiet. So it's just very calming. There's not much movement going on. The animals are, are not active. You know, you might notice a squirrel a lot easier in the wintertime than you do in the summer when the leaves are full. So just kind of noticing um, how, again, outside, what's going on outside is going on inside. And then a few ideas if you're struggling with the sleep or getting your body to go to bed a little bit earlier. Here's a few of my favorite um, kind of de-stressing early to bed beverages. My personal favorite right now is cacao. And my, my, the brand I like is Firefly. Um, I think it's Firefly Ceremonial Cacao. If you Google that, I also put it in my show notes. Um, and then I would also advise if you do that, getting a frother because I just got one. Um, probably about a month ago, and it's made my experience a lot more pleasurable. Rather than having kind of chunks of chocolate, um, I am notorious for having chunks of like cheese in my son's macaroni. Not very good at mixing it all up. So that's the same as my cacao. I wasn't very good at mixing all of it up, and a chunky cacao is not the greatest. So having that frother just to kind of mix things up. And then the other one is golden milk. So sipping on warm nut milk or cow's milk, if you prefer. And then spicing that with some turmeric, cinnamon, and nutmeg. I never measure. I, I just go by intuition, all of my spices for any of my foods. So just kind of feel that out. Like how much do you want to put in there? Um, you'll know if you put too much, you might have a little bit stronger of a taste. Um, so just play with that. Now, final two are movement. So movement, um, this is one of the three pillars in my brand with the movement, mother nature and mindfulness. And getting up and moving your body for 20 minutes can help move around some of that heavy winter energy. So circling back to what I was talking about before with our morning routine, maybe you'll put in movement into your morning routine. That could look like a yoga practice, jumping on a rebounder, maybe going for a quick jog outside or on a treadmill, or maybe a body weight strength routine. So this one, if you already have time built in your day for movement. So myself, I like to do some insight timer yoga classes. So if I know I have a yoga class coming up at 11 and I'm going to do that, I probably won't add movement to start my day, but instead maybe I'll do some light stretching or I'll do a breath practice or pranayama practice instead. So if that's you, maybe you want to do some just breathing exercises, alternate astral breathing, four square breath, lion's breath, um, anything like that to kind of help you deepen into your body and awareness and just get the lungs flowing, waking yourself up, um, you know, rather than having extra cups of coffee, maybe it is that breath just to get things moving. And then the final one is mother nature. So embracing the winter season by bundling up, you know, and covering up your neck, your head. Um, now they also say in Ayurveda to have warming hues for your jacket. 
So like orange, yellow, and reds, you know, and I personally actually have a red jacket um, and it's supposed to just that signifies um, keeping the body warm because those are warming energies. So if you think about painting your house, if you paint a room, those colors, they're a warming energy. So that's supposed to be the same for jackets. So maybe if you're prone to getting really cold outside, maybe you look at different color jackets that are a little bit more warming than your colder cues, like, you know, your blues. So I don't know if it works or not. I personally have one. I love it. It's a Columbia one. It's got nice insulation on the inside. Um, so uh, I think sometimes it could be the quality and then maybe a little bit of mental, like, yeah, this actually feels really good. Um, and then just going outside for 10 minutes a day, you know, just to get a little fresh air, uh, even on the cold days, bundle up, just take a walk around your block and just kind of feel it, feel into, feel into Mama Gaia and notice what she's teaching you. So those are my, those are my tips for the winter season. I would love to know and hear from you what, what you, what, what are your favorites? Um, I'm still deciding if I'm going back on Instagram. I am, I am thinking no. Uh, so hit me up with an email or uh, definitely if you want to hear from me regularly, I send out some, um, I think, insightful emails every, every Wednesday. Um, I try to share, like I would share on social media, just kind of a, a, a deep juicy post um, that can give you insight into some aspect of yourself. So uh, that, that would be something to maybe look into. Because again, I don't know if I'm going to go back on there and I'm going to have a great conversation with an upcoming guest in um, February, all about social media and um, how to detox from it. Maybe if that's something that you want to, you want to look into in 2021. So, and then finally, the last one, last, last chance to join, if you're listening to this on the day it comes live, but the seasonal living collective for the early bird price, again, it is um, going to be exploring Ayurveda through the winter season. And this is my signature six week uh, wellness program. And it's helping you connect to your inner magical medicine. And I am beyond excited for that. And you can find that again at my website. Um, if you're interested, uh, again, early bird pricing goes away on January 1st, but we don't start until the January 17th. So there's still time to join. Um, and I am offering a one-to-one -one call if you wanted to do a VIP upgrade, um, which is a really good deal. So if you're thinking about doing it and you want to know a little bit more, or customize your own Ayurvedic routine, um, that could be something to look into. So kind of the tips that I just shared, if you're wondering the one-on-one, um, we'll go a little bit deeper into your dosha and your, your routine currently and how we can kind of infuse it with these Ayurvedic practices in a way that makes sense for you. So thank you all so much. I hope you have a wonderful um, rest of the week and end of 2020, and I'll be back next year. All right, go out there and spread your peaceful power.